everybody to Redemption's Table. I'm Robert Barge, your host, and today we're going to talk about rules. Everybody has them, so don't bail out just yet. I think you might be in for a delightful surprise. Just a hunch. These last couple of weeks have been a bit of a whirlwind. I've been in Texas, California, back to Texas, and then back to where I currently live, north of Montgomery, Alabama. And along the way, I attended my nephew Andrew's wedding. I want to say congratulations to Andrew and Diana. Their wedding ceremony was held right outside Sequoia National Park. So while I was there, while I was in California, I hiked in three national parks, Sequoia, Kings Canyon, and Yosemite. And on the way out and back, I visited my son, my daughter, their spouses, my grandkids, Took in several high school baseball games. My son is a head high school baseball coach in Texas. And our entire family went to our favorite Mexican restaurant on the planet, Joti Garcia's. One of these days, I think we might actually do a live broadcast from Joti's. It is absolutely awesome. And if you live in the Fort Worth, Texas area, if you haven't been to Joti's, you're missing out. So, because of all this activity, we haven't released a new episode in a couple of weeks. But here we are today, and I'm glad you joined us. Now, before we begin, I want to give a shout-out to singer-songwriter Jay Lind. That was Jay's recent release, The Potter and the Clay, that you just heard at the opening of today's podcast. Jay is a gifted poet. His lyrics are richly nuanced. It's kind of like Tira Masu for the soul. Jay, I hope you like Tira Masu, and I want to personally say thank you for allowing us to share your music from time to time. Now, we will hear the remainder of that song on our way out today, but I encourage you to go back and listen to Jay's song in entirety on whatever listening service you listen to, you use. Put it on replay and see what you hear after listening to it a few times. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. See what you hear after listening to it a few times. I encourage you to do that. Back in 2003, a television show came out, which is now about to complete its 20th season. The show was NCIS, which stands for Navy Criminal Investigative Services. stars Mark Harmon, who plays Leroy Jethro Gibbs. Leroy Jethro Gibbs, who, in my opinion, is one of the best-written characters in the history of television. Gibbs is noted for his list of rules. 
Gibbs rules. Every rule has a number. And here are just a few of Gibbs' rules. Number five, don't waste good. Number eight, don't take anything for granted. One of my favorites is rule number 16. If someone thinks he has the upper hand, break it. I kind of think that might have been what Jesus was doing when he made a whip and drove the money changers out of the temple courts. He did that not once, but, but twice. Rule 51, sometimes you're wrong. That rule of Gibbs kind of lines up with Psalm 51, King David's well-known prayer, a confession. Leroy Jethro Gibbs is known for his rules, and he is not alone. Some people get caught up in rules. If you were to ask them, what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? They would give you a list of rules, a list of do's and don'ts, as in, these are the rules to follow Jesus. Some people get caught up in rules, and and some of us have a total disdain for rules. I mean, perhaps you're a bit of a rebel. I know I am. And you don't necessarily jump in lockstep with any group, especially those groups that demand that you do so if you want to follow God according to them. My question for those type groups is, are you trying to tell me how to follow Jesus Or are you trying to tell me how to follow you? So whether you embrace rules or resist rules, the truth is everybody has curated, authored, adopted a system of accumulated rules they use to navigate life. For the next few moments, I want to share just a few of my rules. These are rules I have learned or am learning. These are rules that I live by. These are rules God uses to offer me counsel and wisdom. These are rules that I keep close to the forefront of my everyday life. I share these just to nudge you to consider putting together on a piece of paper a list of your own rules. And if you have an aversion to calling them rules, then call them something else. Call them core values or guidelines or whatever. Everybody has rules. And your list of rules may be for your entire life, or your rules could be for the season that you are now in. The final episode of NCIS's 18th season back in 2021 was called Rule 91. Rule 91. Here's Gibbs Rule 91. When you decide to walk away, never look back. That's a good paraphrase of a saying of Jesus found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, verse 62. He said, No one, after putting his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Now, shortly after the broadcast of Rule 91, back in 2021, I took a much-needed sabbatical. I left Alabama, and for the next five weeks, I visited family, several friends in Texas. I took a prolonged vacation in Zion National Park, Bryce Canyon National Park, the North Rim of the Grand Canyon. I visited several national monuments along the way as well, and I also visited friends in New Mexico. I needed a break. 
I desperately needed to get away. After 2020 and halfway through 2021, my tank was empty. And so I adopted Rule 91 of, of Gibbs's rule. When you decide to walk away, never look back. I went off the grid. I disconnected. And one of the quirky things I did during that time was put together a playlist on Spotify. And I named it Rule 91. Since then, I have made other playlists for other seasons. I have Rule 62, Rule 63. These both came out in the fall around September, around my birthday. And I also have Rule 22 and Rule 23. Those reflect the year. We're in 2023. Right now, I am listening to Playlist Rule 23. And that's the name of today's episode, Rule 23. Now, I don't necessarily have my rules numbered in order, but any of these rules that I'm about to share could be Rule 23. I will begin with one of my absolute favorite rules. Here it is. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. That is a quote by Dallas Willard. Ruthlessly eliminate hurry. One of my top 10 favorite books I read in the last 10 years is John Ortberg's book, Soul Keeping. In that book, Ortberg describes a telephone call he had with the late Dallas Willard. A hundred years from now, should the earth tarry that long, when future generations discuss great men and women of faith of the late 20th century and the early 21st century, they will be talking about Mother Teresa, Billy Graham, Eugene Peterson, Frederick Beekner, and Dallas Willard. Ortberg called Dallas Willard to ask him what he needed to do to remain spiritually healthy. Ortberg said there was a long pause on the line. He said with Dallas, there was always a long pause. And then he said slowly, you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Now, Ortberg said he quickly wrote that down. And then he responded, oh, okay, Dallas, I've got that one. Now, what other spiritual nuggets do you have for me? Dallas responded, there is nothing else. Hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our day. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Dear friend, I took that to heart. That rule continues to be a game changer for me because that's not how the world wants us to be. The world wants us running wide open, pouring ourselves out into whatever our culture claims is valuable, whether that be position, possessions, wealth, and all of this running wide open is squeezing God out of our lives. You and I were created to live at a Garden of Eden pace, which allowed us to walk with God in the garden in the cool of the day. You can choose to reclaim that pace. You can choose to enjoy time with God now. And it all begins with ruthlessly eliminating hurry. Try it. It's life-giving.
Here's another rule. I'm going to call this one Rule 21 because God gave me this rule in 2021 when I was hiking and exploring the canyons of Utah in Zion National Park. Here it is. It is better to take the day the Lord gives you rather than trying to control your own day or wait for a better day. I needed that. I suspect a lot of us do. I mean, how how easily are we disappointed when we make plans for something we believe will be life-giving, like a trip to Disney World, a day at the beach, a much-needed vacation? We make our plans, and then we implement them. We get out there to start to enjoy life, and something thwarts that plan. Your flight is delayed. It rains the entire week. The crowds are too great. You get food poisoning. It was not as nice as you thought it was going to be. Something did not live up to your expectations. Here, Rule 21 again. It is better to take the day the Lord gives you rather than trying to control your own day, which, by the way, is an illusion. It is better to take the day the Lord gives you rather than trying to control your own day or wait for a better day. This rule just came into play for me these past few weeks. Since my nephew's wedding was right outside of Sequoia National Park, I had a reservation originally for two nights at Sequoia. The problem with that was the Sierra Mountains around Sequoia this year received 300% of the snowfall, three times the normal amount of snow which they usually receive during the winter. Some of the roads in Sequoia washed out, prohibiting travel up into the mountains. So since I couldn't go to Sequoia, I made a quick trip to Yosemite instead. First time I've ever visited Yosemite. A disappointment turned into a blessing as it often can and always does, if we will take the day that we are given, take the day the Lord gives us, and open up our eyes to see God surprise us. This leads me to another one of my favorite rules that the Lord has given me. Be present in the moment, and you might just see a burning bush. Or be present in the moment, and you might just become a burning bush. Here are just a few more of Barge's rules. When all is said and done, God will say it and do it. I like this one. Never bring a platitude to a sword fight. I'll just let you unpack that one on your own. And this is also one of my favorite. This came from my good friend, Banneker Hatcherson. He said, if you chase two rabbits, both will get away. I like that because I find myself chasing two rabbits. Done that. Here's one final rule. And this one came to me straight from Jesus during my days of service at Brother Brian Mission in downtown Birmingham. Through the years, I've met a lot of people who were, quote unquote, looking for their calling. I talked to a lot of teenagers, a lot of college students who are trying to figure it all out. What is my calling? I confess this has often been a topic, a question 
which I have become consumed with from time to time. And then one day, as I was there serving in that mission, God's voice whispered this in my spirit, this rule. Your calling is always right there in front of you. Your calling is always right there in front of you. Your calling is the next person you talk to. If you're a mom or a dad, your calling is your son or your daughter who is seeking your attention or your guidance or even your rules. Your calling is the person checking you out at the cash register. Your calling is the waiter or waitress who just brought you your food. Your calling is the person in need who just asked you for some food because they were hungry or your financial advisor who just told you how to invest your money to make even more. Your calling is always right there in front of you. Well, that's just a few of my rules. Feel free to adopt any of those as your own, but even more so. Take some time to put together your own list of rules. That was the whole idea of today's podcast to kind of stir something within you, to take the time to assess what are the rules that lead you in your life. I encourage you to do that. And don't be surprised if you list a few rules that govern your life right now, but in the not-too-distant future, God will either remove them or refine them. He has often revised my list, bringing it more in line with the life he has for me, and he'll do the same for you if he needs to or if you let him. So thanks again for coming back to the table. If you like today's episode, share it with somebody. You may want to go back and listen to it again. We'll be right back here next week. We have a couple of brand new guests coming up, one or both of whom you may have heard of before. So until then, we'll exit with the second half of Jay Lynn's The Potter and the Clay. See you next week. I'm a force of nature when I am without strings Sifting through the idols Possibility when the dizziness of freedom has brought me to my knees, nauseous from the taste of what I have failed to be, I'm tempted to find comfort in the lethargy of fate, to throw off freedom's burden to return to my old way. I must seek the balance of the paradox remains. The sleeper and the dreamer, the potter and the clay. I'm part of the system that I swore off in my youth. The one that fed and clothed me, the one that gave me proof. Crippled by resentment For my friends and foes alike 
severed by the scissors Someone else is black and white I'm tempted to fall silent To just pack my things and go To live outside the system or 